Well, hey there, my name is Eric Gray, and I'm the Young Adult and Family Minister here at the Regency Church of Christ. I just want to take a minute and say thank you for checking out this message. If you're ever in the Mobile area, we'd love for you to join us on Sundays at 10 a.m. And to find out more information about Regency or to listen to other messages from this series, we'd love for you to check out our website at regencycc.org. And we're praying that this message will help you grow closer to Jesus. So our theme for March is joyful, and we have been exploring the book of Philippians. And this morning we want to look at Philippians chapter 3. Paul talked about the joy of friendship that he had with Timothy and Epaphroditus as he concluded Philippians chapter 2. And because Paul felt so close to this church, he wasn't afraid to be honest of his testimony of his being a high-achieving Pharisee. But before he does that, he reminds them to find joy in their living. And this is Philippians chapter 3 and verse 1. Finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord. To write the same things again is no trouble to me, and it is a safeguard for you. And then in verse 2, he gives a strong warning to his friends. Beware of the dogs, beware of the evil workers, beware of the false circumcision. Watch out. Beware. Because I believe that Paul is concerned that these people will assault you and they will try to take away that joy that you have in the Lord. And now I want us to consider five words which I think will help us to live a joyful life in Christ. The first word is the word decision. We need to be decisive about what is important and what is not. We cannot live joyfully in Christ unless we come to grips with what is important and what is not, with what are gains and with what are losses. Sometimes we look at life from a worldly standpoint, and there are things that seem to be gain, but then as we look at life from God's viewpoint, sometimes those gains may be actually losses. Notice how Paul goes about this. There are some things in life that people think are very important. Religious status, ancestry, religious party, devoted zeal. Paul says, I had at one time all of those things. Look at verses 5 and 6. Circumcised the eighth day of the nation of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, as to the law of Pharisee, as to zeal of persecuted of the church, as to the righteousness which is in the law found blameless. Pretty good resume. Impressive pedigree. But listen to what Paul says in verse 9. Look at what Paul gained. So he says, And may be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own derived from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which comes from God on the basis of faith. 
the righteousness of Christ. The only righteousness that really counts with God is the righteousness of Christ. No righteousness that we could bring on our own making will ever count anything with God. But he also gained the knowledge of Christ. He gained the power of his resurrection, the fellowship of his sufferings, and he was conformed to his death. In today's terms, that proud Pharisee that we know as Saul of Tarsus won all the marbles. The Pulitzer, the Medal of Honor, the most valuable player, the Heisman, the gold medal, the Nobel of ancient jewelry. The Jerusalem Times would have this picture on the front page with this headline, Religious Zealot of the Decade. But Paul says in verse 7, But whatever gain I have counted as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Jesus Christ, my Lord. Paul made a decision about what was most important, and his consuming passion was knowing Christ more intimately, drawing upon his resurrection power more increasingly, enter into his sufferings more personally, and being conformed to his image more completely. Decision. A second word is dissatisfaction. We might call it a sanctified dissatisfaction. This is verse 12. Not that I have already obtained it or have already become perfect, but I press on so that I may lay hold of that for which also I was laid hold of by Christ Jesus. Paul was satisfied with Jesus but not with himself. Paul never reached a point where he said, I am the great Apostle Paul. I've done so much. I've reached the peak. Nothing more for me to do. I believe a sanctified dissatisfaction is the first essential for reaching higher goals. Victory in Jesus, living that joyful life, is an ongoing thing. It's a process and not a state. When we stop reaching, when we stop growing, when we will, will not be living the joyful life that Paul wanted us to live here in Philippians. We must never stop growing, never stop giving, never stop praying, never stop serving, never stop studying. We need to reach for greater heights. We need to be pressing on that upward way. Never become satisfied with the status quo. It's upward. It's onward. It's forward. We don't sing backward, Christian soldiers, do we? But onward, forward, going, growing. I think a third word is the word devotion. And he says in part of verse 13, but one thing I do. Stay focused. Let there be one dominating thing in our lives. Let it drive us and propel us. We must, we must develop that discipline of focus. Athletes sometimes talk about being in a zone, and when they're in a zone, they can't even hear the crowd. They are so focused on what they are doing 
They are into it, almost oblivious to what is going on around them. And when we have that kind of focus, we will live the joyful life that Paul wanted us to live. Psalm 73, verse 25, Whom have I in heaven but you? And besides you, I desire nothing on earth. That's concentration. It happens to all of us. We spread ourselves out too thin, do so many things that we don't do the one thing all that well. Question. What is the one thing in life that we want most? Psalm 27, verse 4, One thing I have asked from the Lord that I shall seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to meditate in his temple. Focus on one thing, one overriding thing that propels us, keeps us going. Let that one thing be Jesus. I was struck by this prayer. It's attributed to St. Patrick, which we'll be having that day coming up this week. But here was a prayer. I rise today through God's strength to pilot me. God's might to uphold me, God's wisdom to guide me, God's eye to look before me, God's ear to hear me, God's word to speak for me, God's hand to guard me, Christ with me, Christ before me, Christ behind me, Christ in me, Christ beneath me, Christ above me, Christ on my right, Christ on my left, Christ when I lie down, Christ when I sit down, Christ when I rise. Christ in the heart of everyone who thinks of me. Christ in the mouth of everyone who speaks of me. Christ in every eye that sees me. Christ in every ear that hears me. I arise today through a mighty strength of the Christ who is always with me. The fourth word, fourth word is direction, and Paul says at the end of verse 13, forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead. Going forward, looking ahead. Sometimes we need to remember, but there are times when we need to forget. We need to talk about the art of selective forgetfulness. We need to forget the past because it is a useless thing to live in the past. What are we going to do about it? If we're in the past, we will not live joyfully. We need to forget the failures. Let, let our failures teach us, but not terrorize us. God said, I'm not going to remember your sins anymore. We don't need to do either. It indicates a lack of trust in God's forgiveness, grace, and love. Forget the hurts and do our very best to move on. We sometimes spend so much energy on the past that we don't have the spiritual strength to reach for the future. Some people's spirituality has been zapped by the past. Can't bring it back. Can't relive it. Want to live joyfully? Move 
in the right direction. And then determination is our fifth word. Verse 14, the verse that Max read for us this morning. I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Not a casual stroll, but it means expended energy, time, sacrifice, pressing on. The prize comes with pressing and reaching. The path of least resistance may be appealing, but it is not productive. Decision, dissatisfaction, devotion, direction, determination, and the joy will be yours. And then Paul concludes chapter 3, verses 20 and 21, For our citizenship is in heaven, from which also we eagerly wait for a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform the body of our humble state into conformity with the body of his glory by the exertion of the power that is even that he has even to subject all things to himself. So our real citizenship, Paul reminds us, is in heaven. We're here on the earth, yes, but our real citizenship is there in heaven, and from there we await a Savior, our Lord Jesus Christ. At the Greek games, the winners were presented a wreath that was placed on the athlete's head. And in 1 Corinthians 9, verse 25, Paul said, Everyone who competes in the games exercises self-control in all things. They do it to receive a perishable wreath, but we an imperishable A little girl was going to visit her grandparents, and she was flying along on an airplane for the first time. And throughout the days of preparation for the plane trip, the mother assured her daughter that she didn't have to worry because her grandparents would be there to meet her. And when the mother put the daughter on the plane, she asked, Are you scared? The little girl answered, A little. But whenever I get worried... I just think about who's going to be there to meet me at the other end. And everything is all right. As we come to the end, and God calls us, and he places that crown on our head, a crown of life, a crown of glory, one that will never fade away. If we're going to live that joyful life, we do need to make a decision about what is most important. We must not stop growing. We need to focus on the one thing. We need to leave behind the past and make up our minds to continue pressing and reaching for that goal of the upward call of God in 
Christ Jesus. And also be assured by those final words there in Philippians chapter 3, that our citizenship is in heaven from which we await a Savior, Christ Jesus the Lord. We're going to sing our song of encouragement here in just a moment, and uh, we want to give anyone an opportunity to respond to the gospel of Jesus Christ. If you need to repent of your sins and to confess that powerful name of Christ and be buried with him in the waters of baptism, we encourage you to come and make that decisive step this morning. That is one or is the most important decision. If you desire the prayers of the congregation to, to help you, to encourage you, we're here to pray with you, uh, to help you, to, to be there for you in any way that, that we possibly uh, can. But let's keep pressing on. Let's do our best to forget what lies behind and reach forward to what lies ahead. Let's remember that one thing that I do. And let's focus, keep our focus on Jesus Christ. And remember, he'll be there to meet us at the end. And that helps us deal with some of the worries and the anxieties that often we face in this life. And as we've talked about, and I certainly have appreciated uh, Nathan's song selection today, I've appreciated the prayers of our elders as we are dealing with, with this situation, you know, today. But again, if we can make sure we keep our focus on the one thing that is the most important, I think that will help us deal with these other things. Not that we must be careful and, and be prepared and do everything that we can that we need to do. That is exactly very, very important. And I've kind of discovered how careful that is, uh, how we need to be careful, because I'm closed out of all of my nursing homes. I don't know for how long, but no, you can't come in. And the last time I was in one of the homes, I did, I think I've told a few of you, I, they had told us they usually have a little sign there at the front, here's what you do, so don't, don't, don't touch anybody, so maybe this. So I, uh, one lady was coming down the hallway, and she's a very outgoing uh, woman, and uh, she always wants to give me a hug, and I said, we just, okay, just give an elbow today. She said, I'm not going to give you an elbow if you can't give me a hug or a handshake, you just step back, fold your hands, and say, hello. And you know what I did? I stepped even further back, and I, whoa. And I said, hello. But, you know, those are, those are, that's a concern. We have to be, have to be very, very careful. But as we've prayed about, as our elders have prayed, as we've sung, you know, that we, we do, uh, troublesome times are here, feeling like, but, but we have to keep our focus on the one thing that is the most important. And so if we can help anyone this morning, if you have a need, please come and let us know as we stand together and sing our song of encouragement.